0: Hello, Hoopaholics. It's Coach Spins here from the Box and One podcast. Really, really excited and honored today to be actually having a, an NBA draft prospect on here to give us a little bit of a peek behind the curtain to what life is like in that crazy pre-draft process period. Get to know one of my favorite sleepers in this year's draft class as well as Jared Roden out of Seton Hall. Jared, thank you so much for taking the time to be with us here. How are you hanging up? How's your body feeling after a pretty grueling pre-draft process? Hey,
1: man. Thanks for having me. Uh, I'm doing all right, man. It's been a long, long process. Uh, You know, the body gets beat up, but that's just regular. You know, that comes with this business and this process. But, uh, you know, it's an exciting time. I've had some exciting moments, Uh, just all the memories and, you know, just going through this process be something I'll probably never forget. Just, you know, being able to share it with, uh, you know, people that I love and just be going through it is amazing.
0: Absolutely. it's like interviewing for a bunch of different jobs all in a row. Uh, no pressure at all. Right. So uh, <laughs> the right. biggest find...
1: biggest gig of my life, but no pressure.
0: <laughs> Glad you're able to find some enjoyment in it. And again, this is this is what guys like you've been working for your whole life. So be able to get here and enjoy it is. is oh, fantastic. yeah, absolutely. So, uh, Jared, love you as a prospect. Really grew to, to appreciate your game as I got to dive into the film a little bit more and know you for your career playing at Seton Hall. And, and if I know correctly, you're from the New York area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm from New York. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. So uh, why don't you describe your game to to me, to all of us that are listening out there, right? What are your biggest strengths? What is it that you bring to a table for bring to the table for an NBA team?
1: Uh, so I think for me, the biggest strengths are, you know, my versatility, uh, my activeness, my energy, um, just someone that in the modern day NBA that can be a, you know, a, that can switch one through four, uh, be a three and D type of dude that can just impact the game on both sides of the ball. Um, Someone that could, you know, make open shots, uh, make simple plays, um, you know, play off that, that superstar type type player and just, you know, affect the game. Like you've seen so many players throughout the playoffs and uh, throughout the season of just, you know, have had great impacts on teams with just their intangible things that they do on the court, um, which is like making the hustle plays, making, uh, getting rebounds. Um, You know, it's not always about scoring. And I think uh, there's a place for players like myself in the NBA nowadays.
0: No no doubt about it. Really, I think your activity level stands out a ton on film, your uh, ability to you know be a high IQ defender who's engaged. Love obviously your length, your long arms goes a long way in in helping out with that. But uh, I'm a basketball coach myself. And one thing that we always preach with our team are closeouts how important they are to being on balance, to disrupting shooters' rhythms. And in the NBA level, where everybody's shooting the three ball nowadays, being able to cover ground out really quickly and alter shots the way that you do is in- incredibly, incredibly important. And also one of those roles that I don't think gets gets talked about enough for just how important it really is. Absolutely, yeah. So what's it like growing up around New York City? I mean, I know it's such a a rich place for basketball, a ton of great AAU programs and and an awesome culture there, but how did that shape you as a prospect and somebody who's really cut out to make it in the league?
1: Um, You know, I think just seeing the people that made it before me um, and just, you know, watching their experiences, watching them grow up. And uh, I just think that tough nose mindset that New York City uh, comes along with, um, you know, I think it just – those traits and stuff that they were embedded in me as a young player um, you know just traveling from different boroughs playing in different areas of the of the of the city and you know carrying those qualities on with me for wherever I played and I think uh, just that that dog mentality that being hungry and being that active player I think that comes from just being in New York and um yeah man it was it was pretty humbling growing up but uh, I think ultimately like I said it, it shaped me who I am and the game that I play nowadays and um, looking back at it, uh, I'm so grateful for it uh, just to have that experience. And I would have rather grew up nowhere else but in New York City and having that experience. So that was dope. That's awesome.
0: Have there been any guys that you grew up playing against or, uh, you know, a couple of years behind that have helped prepare you for this process that might have gone through it before?
1: Um, yeah, man. So uh, some dudes, like I, I played against uh, Obi Toppin a lot growing up. Um, you know, he was from New York, the New York area. Um, actually, one dude who was my AU teammate was Chris Duarte. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was actually interesting. Like I grew up a lot of time when I was younger uh, playing with inter- international kids, um, and Chris Duarte was on my AU team. And you know, it was like a language barrier, but it was so interesting to to you know be able to communicate and talk to him. And you know, he he even uh, was able to develop some of that New York City toughness as he came over from Dominican Republic, and you can see that the way he plays and carries that chip on his shoulder and um yeah man it was just it was just great growing up around so many different people so many different types of players i I can't even think of some off the top of my head but there's so many um, you know i think new york city basketball is it's 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 its own like it's its own pool of people in itself and um it's just like you have these connections that you'll never forget for the rest of your life and you have long-term friendships that you've built over the time that are just
0: like forever no, no doubt about it. So speaking of growing up and, and, you know, being around New York city basketball, who were some of your favorite players in general growing up or, or people that you, you modeled your game after? What, what did you learn from them? What did you take away and, and incorporate into your own skill set?
1: <laughs> well, it's kind of funny because, you know, New York city basketball is usually known for like, you know, dribbling and like, you know, a little sauce, which, you know, I don't necessarily always have in my game too much. Uh, but I used to really just enjoy love watching them play, man. And, just the thing I took from it the most was like the you know the, the toughness, the hard nose, the play the the will to just win and not quit but uh growing up I really used to love watching like Kemba Walker um you know I used to watch a lot of old school too like Kenny Anderson um and yeah man like those were two dudes that I really just used to love watching even though I can't handle the ball like they can but just like watching the way they just were so hungry and they really played the game with so much passion and energy something I took from my game.
0: Of course. Now, as as I mentioned, I'm a coach myself. And, and one thing I always like to talk about with our players are improvement areas, uh, you know, things that everybody can be working on to get better at, whether it's for their, their upcoming season, the next level, the NBA, whatever it turns into. Uh, is there been one area that you've been focusing on during the pre-draft process that you want to really tighten up or sharpen for when you get into the NBA?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think um, that's definitely my three point shooting. Uh, that's been something I've been working pretty adamantly about. Um, and something I've just been repping out a lot. I think I have a pretty good shot form. It's just about, you know, confidence and reps. And uh, that's been something I've just been really just focusing on and keying on because I know if I really want to be successful at the next level, you know, you have to be able to shoot. Um, And uh, I think I'm well capable of shooting. Um, It's just about, you know, showcasing that I can. And I think that the pre-draft process has also helped me in that factor of, you know, being able to showcase my ability to shoot. and because I think my percentages don't always say wise, but I think if you watch me shoot in a, in a closed gym or in an area, uh, you will see that I can really shoot the basketball. So I think that's what's also been intriguing for me in this process is people uh, realizing that I actually can shoot. And uh, so, yeah, that's the main thing I really been working on, as well as, you know, tightening up my dribble and, um, you know, just being able to become more of like, you know, a creator in simple plays. Although in the NBA, you know, I probably won't have that type of role. Uh, just being able to, you know, have my sh- my my ball handling uh, uh, skills sharp enough to make simple plays.
0: No doubt about it. And, and I'm glad you mentioned, you know, embracing your role or really forecasting and trying to anticipate what that's going to be. It's, it's a, sh- a shot making league now. Right. If you make shots, you have some stay in power and that allows you to stay on the floor and do a lot of the other great things that you do well. You know, you'd mentioned the pre-draft process here. I don't think the, the general public or a lot of listeners out there really understand just like how much of a circus these few months are leading up to the draft from from the moment you make that decision to to leave Seton hall and go forward with this process to this point right now, can you describe just what the the last few months have been like from, from declaring to, you know, meeting with agents, training sessions, I know being down in in Portsmouth and the combine and all these other uh, general spots to then pre-draft workouts. Take us through just your life, Jared, over the last several months.
1: Yeah, man. So it's been a nonstop grind. So I think like I left school in like late March, I moved all my stuff out. Kind of when I made that decision to decide I wasn't going to go back to school. And um, I just went back home and started working out on my game. You know, early mornings lifting, you know, uh, being in the gym, putting up, uh, putting up all the shots and doing all the little work um, that I knew was going to pay off. Um, You know, and for me, it was kind of different. I had to do the triple crown of going to uh, Portsmouth and then making my way up. So it's just about, you know, I think being resilient and just having that mindset of, you know, pushing forward and just, you know, when you achieve one thing, just not getting complacent and just keep going forward and keep going forward. And I think for me also is uh, the transition from the pro-life has been interesting um, just because you have to have quick turnarounds. You know, in college, you know, you get more time to just, you know, relax and, uh, you know, let your body rest a little more and recover, whereas, you know, pro, you have to be ready day in and day out. And I think, um, you know, in addition to that, with the traveling, it's been a, it's been a, it's been definitely a challenge, uh, but it's something that I, I've enjoyed so much. And the process is just amazing. And um, so, yeah, man, just working my way from Portsmouth and then, you know, getting the invite to the G League elite camp and um, just making my way to the combine. It's like a, it's just like a dream come true. And for me, I think um, that just kind of defines me as a person and as a player anyway. You know, kind of underrated, kind of, you know, doesn't always get what he probably deserves. And, um, you know, just making a way for myself, regardless of whatever the situation is, whatever the circumstances are, I'm going to make the best of the situation. And um, I didn't know how I was going to be able to prove to everybody that I was I was capable. But I knew that I was going to show everybody that I was going to be the hardest working player, um, the hardest playing player. And I was going to show you that I belonged uh, to be somewhere. And uh, that's just what this process has been about. And I've just been betting on myself, man, and,
0: you know, just risk taking all the risks that I, I can possibly take to just make my dream come true. No, it's, uh, it's, it's laudable for sure. I think you've done an unbelievable job of, of going through this gauntlet and, and setting yourself apart from a lot of guys that are kind of in your, your similar shoes, um, specifically with the the team-by-team process and going around for individual workouts. I mean, what is – let's look at a week. For example, right. How many workouts for different individual teams are you doing in a week? Are you flying around to all of these different places? Like, let's go behind the scenes in that regard. Because I know there's just so much professionally that goes into that. Right. So uh, I was fortunate enough to have a a pretty
1: decent schedule, I think, um, where, you know, I started off in the northeast area. I worked out for Boston. I worked out for the Knicks and I worked out for the Nets, you know, pre pre draft. I mean, pre draft combine. And, um, I was able to experience that for a little bit and, um, here's some feedback. And, um, uh, and then from there on, you know, I went to the combine and you did the combine and stuff and that sort. And then, um, you know, I was fortunate enough to have a great agent like Austin who kind of scheduled my, uh, my workouts perfectly where I went on a West coast trip, um, where I stayed out, out West for a while. And, um, I worked out with, you know, the Sacramento Kings. I worked out with the Clippers. I worked out with Phoenix and I worked out with Utah. And I had like that kind of West Coast trip where I was gone. Um, so I didn't have to travel necessarily, you know, back from east to west, east to west. Because I know a lot of kids that had that 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 less fortune of having to travel. i would be like, hey, bro, where'd you come from? We'll be in California working out for the Clippers. They'll be like, oh, yeah, man, I was just in Boston last night. And I'm like, damn, that's terrible. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like he just came in last night at 10 o'clock at night. You know, you have early wake ups. Um, and yeah, I was just fortunate enough to have that, that, uh, that workout that way. And then after my West coast trip, I stayed in the Midwest, um, and I kind of did a bunch of workouts there. Um, but yeah, man, it's, it's, it's a grind, man. You know, some, sometimes you'll have a back-to-back where you'll have to fly in your workout. Let's say your workout goes from like, you know, eight to 11, eight to 12. Um, and then you'll fly out to the next city and within that next morning, you'll have another workout. Um, which is kind of tough, man. And you just have to be mentally strong enough to be like, hey, man, I got to go. I got to push through. Um, So it's been an interesting process. Um, But I think uh, so probably the most workouts I've had in a week is like four, four or five. But uh, yeah, man, it gets tough. So I think that's also a thing that uh, the teams are looking at to see, you know, is he going to be someone that's going to complain or is he going to be someone that's going to let the little minor injury bother him or is he he tired because he just got off the plane? um and that thing and i think uh you know it, it, it's a testament to to who you are and your hard work and if you're going to be able to you know withstand all the all the stuff that comes with it so yeah man but for me it's been fun man i've been enjoying it like i love it like you know i, I waited my whole life to see these cities to see this dream and you know meet the front office people and uh see the facilities and you know do all this stuff so like like for me, it's been a dream to wear, you know, some of these organizations across my chest, whether I be there or not, like just to have that, that, that image and that, 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 uh, that, that image complete in my mind is just like, man, I feel like a feel like a kid in a candy store. And um, that's why I just, just continue to push and go hard, man. Cause it's just like, you know how I many kids wish they were in this position? Like, man, I'm getting, then I don't even got to pay for my flight. I don't got to pay for my food. Like, they're, they're accommodating me for everything I need. All I got to do is go out there and play basketball. Yeah. And it's like, man, that's a dream come true for me. And it's like, some people complain about the process, but
0: I love it. Yeah, I, I think that's a refreshing perspective to hear, uh, no doubt about it. And and look, uh, shout out Austin Walton. Uh, yeah, great shout out Austin. Out there. He's the best. Um, and, and keeping that massage gun handy, I hope, for all your flights. Uh, yeah, him- absolutely. <laughs>
1: stretching, man. But like, that's nothing. Doing all the little things that prepare your body because it's hard, also. Like, you know, trying to find uh, meals to eat, being in the airports a lot. So just trying to, you know, stretch and, uh, you know, keep your body intact as well.
0: Now, let's talk about the kind of interview process or what goes on when you're with these teams for a little bit of time. You talked about a workout lasting for maybe three or four hours. Is that on court the whole time? Are you spending some time doing interview settings, watching film, meeting their coaching staff, maybe some of the guys on the roster? Like what is a a typical I know it's different for every team, but what's kind of the typical uh, format that you've noticed?
1: Right. So, um, it's definitely not a three four hour workout. That'd be mad, <laughs> but, uh, you know, you start off, you get there, you probably eat breakfast for a little bit and then you go through like, kind of like a physical testing with the doctors. Um, they kind of like scan your body a little bit, you know, try to find aches and pains or like malfunctions that you have within your body. Um, then you do kind of like an anthropology testing where you do, you know, measurements of your body, like how long your wingspan is, how tall you are, how much you weigh body fat, all that type of stuff. Um, And then uh, which usually that takes about like, you know, an hour or two, Um, you know, some teams you might meet with the team psychologist where, you know, you go through like a little interview, 15, 20 minute interview with him. And you just, you know, walk through, you know, who you are as a person, what that means to you and whatever the case is. And then, you know, from there on um, you start heading towards the court. Some teams you do um, like combine testing where you'll do like, you know, your vertical testing, your three quarters a uh, court sprint, um, lane agility. Um, and you'll do that pie, which takes another 30, 45 minutes. to maybe an hour. Um, and then you'll do an encore workout where you will probably be doing like a bunch of different shooting drills, um, finishing drills, uh, a lot of three on three, a lot of one-on-one. Um, uh, some, sometimes you'll have, some teams you'll have coaches drawing up some action, some plays, and you're playing out of the action in the plays, uh, which is sometimes fun, real fun. Um, you know, getting competitive with the coaches and the players. Um, and then from there on, most times than not, you finish out with like, you know, a pretty good shooting drill. You just get up a bunch of shots. Um, they kind of evaluate you on that. And then uh, from there on, you just uh, – everyone goes back to the locker room, shower up, like get some lunch. And then usually you do like – um usually have a meeting with like the front office people, um, which usually goes, you know, depending – Uh, where you are, probably like 30 minutes, 20 minutes meeting uh, with the front office people. And you just, you know, chop, chop, chop it up, talk to them. How about how the workout went Uh, about you as a player, about where they see you? And yeah, man, it's 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 pretty fun. I think it's a fun day overall. Um, It's usually over pretty early, usually done by like, you know, one o'clock, two o'clock the latest. Um, So, yeah, you bang out everything in the morning. It's kind of like back to back to back.
0: It's a long day. They pack a lot in there for sure. Yeah, for sure. Well, Jared, only a couple more questions for you before we get you out of here. I mean, first and foremost, thinking about from my coaching perspective and and knowing that there are a bunch of younger guys that are hoping to emulate your path, follow in your shoes and and earn their way into this process. What advice would you have for either younger players that are in high school training to get to college and where you're at or in college right now thinking about going through this pre-draft process?
1: I think the biggest thing is uh, believing in yourself, man. Uh, I think that's so like, it sounds so cliche, but it's the biggest thing that you could do. Um, and I think transitioning from, you know, college, I mean, for, well, either from high school to college or college to pro, uh, the biggest thing that you can do is believe in yourself and know that you're capable. Um, You know, many times you might be in a situation where you might think that, sh- you know, you should be ranked higher because I know some kids care about rankings now or you know, you didn't get to the school that you necessarily wanted to be at or, you know, you're not in the position that you want to be in. And I think just believing in yourself, knowing that you're capable and knowing that you can make strides forward and continue to, to progress um, is it's big time, man. And uh, just that nonstop work, uh, just keep grinding and um, always knowing that you can. You know, I there's always people that told me that I couldn't, but I knew I could. And um, that's all that matters. As long as, you know, within your heart and your mind and your body that you can then nobody can tell you anything and that's just always the way I was raised and how I believe in myself and um yeah man just just don't stop whatever it is don't quit don't stop Uh, you might look to some of your peers and they they look like they have it all figured out like I remember being uh in high school and I was only a three-star recruit and there was tons of five stars and four-star um kids that were ahead of me I don't I couldn't tell you where some of them are right now and um so it's just a testament to my hard work and uh, I know there's plenty of kids right now that are probably three-star, two-star recruits that are going to be in my position one day. Um, and that's just about, you know, that's just working hard, man, and believing in yourself.
0: No doubt about it. Love that. Love that. So, Jared, we'll wrap this up here, but I want to turn the floor over to you last year. All right. So talk directly to any fan base that's going to be lucky enough to have you playing for their franchise. What can they expect from Jared Roden?
1: Uh, you can expect the hardest-playing player there, um, someone that's going to give the the arena, the fans, life, energy, uh, someone that's going to just be someone that you're going to enjoy watch playing. Um, never going to quit on a play, never going to quit on the team um, and someone that you'd probably just love to watch play basketball. Um, you'll just find the joy in watching me. I think that's the best thing I can describe. Um, you know, I may not always wow you, but uh, you're going to feel my energy and you're going to love watching me. And I'm excited to show everybody what I'm capable of doing. And, um, any team that's thankful, any team that takes me, I'm thankful enough to, to be there. And I'm going to show you why I belong there.
0: Jared, I, I really appreciate you coming on and, and chatting with us here today. Uh, wishing you nothing but the best coming up with Thursday and the draft night and, and this final couple days stretch of getting through the pre-draft process here. But, uh, again, really appreciate you taking the time and, and rooting for your success, but also firmly believe that it's going to come and find you. Nah, man. Thank you for having me. I appreciate this. This was great, man. Absolutely.